good evening and welcome to episode 90 of the winning agenda. Tonight our panelists include 2014 Australian National Champion and 2016 Regional Champion Jesse Marshall. Hello, 90. We're in, 90. The, ner- in the nervous 90s, <laughs> I, that we don't I go out. Pause. Yeah. Good, good to make a century. <laughs> and then 2015 Regional Champion and 2015 Australian Nationals Top 8 Competitor Wilfred Horrig. Hi, what's up? Everyone having a great time? Yeah, I apologize for that cricket joke. I just realized that that might go over the head of uh, some of our non-cricket country listeners. That's but again, okay. all, uh, shout out to all our UK listeners. <laughs> yeah, every week the UK gets a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> and this week uh, we're, we're back on Fear the Masses, uh, the last pack of the Mumbad cycle, and we're going to be talking about the corpse side, starting with the HB card Magnet. It's an Ice Code Gate Res 3, Strength 3, Influence 1. When you res Magnet, host a program on it that is hosted on an installed piece of ice. The text box of each program hosted on Magnet is blank. It has one subroutine, which is end the run. So it's uh, outside of its its unique ability. It's a three three strength for three, hard in the run code gate. Yeah, which I've is been doing pretty sweet. I've been doing quite a bit of testing with this card and really really liking it. Yeah, like outside of its weird like paras- anti parasite thing. Yeah, and and that's actually it doesn't even the res. Trigger. It's when you res. Oh, it's not even when they install it or anything. No, it's so when you res it to suck it off. Yeah. Yeah. So the res trigger is not as relevant um, because it's quite hard to do that, considering that most people are either going to parasite something at zero strength or parasite something and instantly kill it with data sucker. Yeah. Um. So you'd need something like you'd need uh, this on like the outermost piece of that server of the ice that they're trying to kill with data sucker, uh, and for them to be very unfortunately running on that server, right? Uh. Yes. You know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you yeah. need to have this on the outside, and then the thing that you're worried about getting parasite data suckered behind this, so that you don't res this the first time they run, then they install the parasite, they go to kill it with the data sucker, and you res the magnet that's in front of it. Yes, that does work. Um, so if you play very carefully with your magnets, you can use them in that way. Um, similarly to how uh, when Abram was talking about how he plays against the Dumblefork deck, how he likes to have a second ice outside that he doesn't res until they play the cutlery, um, you can use your magnet in a similar way against people who are trying to data sucker parasite your ice behind however even with that ability aside if you're just playing it as is a three for three code gate that ends the run is really good value it's wall of static stats and it can't be killed by parasite which is just upside um, because any parasite on it is blank and it also can't be influenced by kaisa as if that's relevant to you yeah randomly can't be knighted as well yeah 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 which is true uh, yeah, I think yeah, it's, I think a lot of people are immediately drawn to whether or not they think the hosting ability is relevant before they just look at the base stats, which is pretty sweet. And it's only one influence. Yeah, Wilfie, what are your thoughts? I agree with everything that's been said. Excellent. You have some random contrarian opinion you'd like to crowbar in there? Uh, I can think For the of sake one. Of listenership. Or, or right, shiv in there, that. or, or shiv spike in there. in there. Yeah. Okay, I think that the three for three code gates are at exactly the wrong. Type <laughs> and size to be included in any deck. Okay, so that's quite contrarian. Yeah, I, but, but I guarantee there's one person out there listening being like, "That's what I was gonna say." And <laughs> I think that if they parasite it, then it's actually bad because they're not parasiting your other eyes or something, and you prefer them to parasite your other eyes so you can get their paras- parasite countdown. Or they can surge onto the parasite, or, or somehow maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows what they could do? Yeah, yeah they could, could do anything <laughs> really. The, the next HP card is one that I've just now decided I really liked after seeing it was a transaction. Is lateral growth? It's an operation transaction. Cost two, influence two. Gain four credits. You may install one card, paying the install cost. Uh, Hollis also really likes this. He'd like us to add that in as well. Okay, cool. Hollis, Thanks for that, Hollis. That's no yeah. problems, buddy. Yeah, he's doing well. Uh, Wilfie, is this efficient? Uh, I think the first thing that pops to mind is it's another Jeeves card for Jeeves, which people have been, at least the last time I paid attention to Netrunner, maybe just ignore that bit because I don't know if we want the listeners to think that I'm not some sort of Netrunner playing robot. Um, Wilfie, on that note, have you read the um, flavor text on this card? Because I think it's quite offensive. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the I'm sure the stunt byroids are paid according to their union contract and then are reassembled by you know experts. Like I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but if you were invented to be in stunts, wouldn't you just be like, yeah, this is what happens? But you, you presumably like, if you're programmed to be like, yeah, this is yeah to okay. get smashed. Yeah, 
like my existence is suffering and, and you don't know any different? Maybe, maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's Send still pretty harsh. I, I think yeah. that's like saying if you were born as a slave, wouldn't you just understand the fact that your life as a slave was all you were ever going to have? But isn't this what people... Mm. Let's just leave this tangent for another time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, another tangent. Why is the guy in the duck car shooting ducks? Oh, jeez. Is that... So, see how the guy who's shooting, whatever he's shooting, has and a, duck a duck on his yeah, car? No, and there that, are ducks that, flying. That duck... Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So, it looks like he's shooting ducks at the camera, and this person's also jumping towards the camera. How it's quite... lateral growth? What is going on? Yeah. Anyway, let's just not... It's, it's bad to discuss art on this uh, non-visual medium, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we highly recommend as we're going through these pack reviews that you have the visual spoiler up in front of you or yeah. the cards in front of you. Uh, yeah, in which, which is form. good. We should, probably should have mentioned that maybe 60 to 70 episodes ago, but yeah, that was... It's better late than never. Yeah. The idea. Uh, the first Jinteki card is improved protein Hang on, we source. haven't even talked about the card yet. Haven't we? Oh, could have sworn. Wilfie, didn't we say, is it an efficient or not? No, we just no. spent ages talking about the <laughs> art and the moral oh, God. contained within. Jeez, these winning agenda guys used to stand for something, but now they're just all flavour and moving on, aren't they? All right. <laughs> so, Jesse, Wilfie. Wilfie, you go first. Uh, yeah, yeah, as I was saying, it's maybe 16 minutes ago, we were talking about how this card could be the first thing that pops to my mind is it's another combo with Jeeves which people seem to be trying to make work which I'm still a little skeptical about but I do admit that having more cards which make it good like this one is quite powerful but the problem with this card I see is that unless you're drawing a lot of cards usually installing is the best thing that you can be doing on your turn anyway especially as Corset HB, and so unless you draw twice and then play this, you kind of want to play your economy operations for maximum effect. Like you, you do want to draw, play an economy operation, install a card. You also are okay to draw twice and play this, but I think depending on what you want to do in a turn, in in most turns this isn't going to give you as much value as just a regular eco- economy operation like hedge fund or something just because of how you want to sequence your turns I think because yeah as I said you kind of it's okay to draw twice and play this but that's not an ideal turn ideally you want to maybe draw once play and operate if you're not going to advance something of course you want to draw once uh, play and economy operation and install something. You definitely want to be installing something each turn. And so For a lot of turns where you want to be installing two things though. That's particularly if say ice and upgrade or ice and card behind it. That's true, but I think this in those kind of situations is even worse. Yeah, this you're is not getting the credit. Yeah, yeah, because the main benefit with this is that it lets you draw twice and then still get boost your like install something get the hp credit and also play an economy operation but that yeah. situation doesn't come up that much i think okay just because usually um, you don't want to, your first two actions to be drawing ideally and so i think especially after mandatory drawing and so i'm not so sold on this except in the jeeves case yeah, so in, in a Jeeves deck, it pairs particularly well with blue level clearance because you can blue level and then play this and you're getting even more credits and an install in the click. Yes, and three, using operation, three operations. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of sweet because it, it allows you to play that extra operation and still be getting rid of one of the cards that you blue leveled for, considering one of the problems with blue level is it can stack out your hand, which means that then, yeah, playing an operation isn't enough to get rid of the overdraw, whereas this allows you to get rid of the lateral growth from your hand and get rid of another card that you're installing in the one click and still be playing an operation. I like this card a lot. Jesse, will you play this at all in Wayland? Probably not. I think green level is one influence and is as good because drawing is as important in those decks as installing things, I think, Um, because it gets you closer to the things that you need to be doing to win the game, which is drawing into your combo most of the time. Um... And the one influence is really important. Wayland's really stretched for influence. And if you can get something that's as good an effect for half the influence, you're always going to go for that. And it's hard enough to squeeze green level into decks for deck space anyway. Should we move on now? Is there any other flavor things you'd like to talk about? 
On the next card, yes, but not on this Okay, one. yeah, sure. <laughs> the next card is the first Jinteki card, which is improved protein source. Agenda research, advanced four, score three. When improved protein source is scored or stolen, the runner gains four credits. Is this... What's the word I'm looking for? Draw, is this drawback worth the first four for three we've seen in the game? There's so many times when I'm playing against Jinteki decks and they go and still advance, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's probably like an APD or a Nisei Mark II, but this now adds the threat of that could win them the game next turn, and I really need to look into it right now. Yep. Um, which I think is just a really powerful situation to have, because a lot of the times when they go and still advance, you're like, ah, cool, I don't want to have to get in there just for it to be an APD. It's going to be really expensive for me. I can let them have that agenda, even if it's a Nisei, it's not going to be feeling great, if they go for the right window. But to put, really push you to make you have to check that in case they win the game, when it could still just be a regular 4 for 2, which are also just good and playable, seems pretty stressful. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've been testing this in a biotech deck, and I've been really enjoying it. I think the best use for this card is as a one-of and as your last agenda that you score because obviously then the drawback is not... Yeah. Well, there's really no drawback, essentially. Um, well, unless they steal it, but you know. Yeah, but if you're scoring it, then they haven't stolen it, have they? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but what I mean, if they steal it, the, agenda, the, the, the drawback still fires. Yes. Yeah. That's true. Cool. Um, yeah. But <laughs> if you're scoring it as your last agenda, then it has no drawback which is good uh, and as you're saying the being able to turn in a biotech deck the and where you haven't used your ability um the threat of a face down card into three points is massive um and in that deck i've been playing around with sort of a jeeves version but if you're playing around with a biotic labor version or anything else again being able to turn four advancements into three points is something that we haven't seen before and is really powerful in that sort of deck uh, particularly in Jinteki where you've got Nisei that allows you to score your next um, four advancement agenda quite easily. I mean, Nisei, you know, once you score them, you can obviously go into the future perfect as well. But having one less advancement requirement is another a defensive upgrade, another piece of ice, another economy operation on that turn when you're making that last score. And that can be worth quite a lot. Uh, so yeah, in general, I've really liked it. It synergizes really well with Nisei. When you're playing it, though, in your deck, don't score it as your first agenda most of the time. Really prioritize scoring those Nisei's yeah. or those corporate sales teams. Um, and then going into this as your last agenda makes for a really nice tempo curve. Um, if you do score it as your first agenda, it's sort of the opposite of a Nisei. Nisei it is excellent for the corpse tempo. Um, and it means that the corp is far more likely to score their next agenda. Whereas if you score this as your first agenda, it's actually excellent for the runner's tempo and it makes it harder for you to open that next scoring window. So that's something to be really careful of when you're playing with it. But there also is the point that if you're going to have the choice between this and another agenda, keeping this in your hand allows the drawback to be more potent to the runner in two ways. The first way is that if they score this over and they say they get an extra point and also they get four credits. So... I think that kind of uh, blunts the power of this a little bit in that I think Jinteki doesn't really... Uh, I'm not sure that they don't... They can't use this kind of card, but they're not well... Like, decks at the moment are not well set up. Like, you really have to do something new, I think. I, even, though it do, even though it does pair well with Nisei, you kind of have to go for a more aggressive stance as compared to the more controlling stance that Nisei has found itself in in the past. I'm not sure you have to go aggressive, and I think Jinteki is developing as the best faction at protecting HQ, which makes scoring this as your last agenda a more viable game plan um, between things like Snare that have always protected HQ well and new things like Dedicated Neural Net, I think the agenda's called, that makes them sigh to be able to access HQ the first time each turn. Jinteki does have a few options for protecting HQ, but then you've also obviously got ways to recycle this into R&D if they are focusing on HQ and neglecting R&D um, through things like Jackson. So I'm not sure that that plan is too far-fetched, but again, as you say, having this around in the game for longer is more opportunity for them to get the three points. Um, but at that point, it's not worse than a five for three other than the four credits that you're giving them. Um, yeah. So and, and it's it's no extra sort of impost on your um, debt construction. Like you're essentially just straight swapping this for five for three, and the upside I think is quite significant in terms of how much easier it is for you to score. Mm, I just mostly think that in order to play this over a five for three, since Jinteki already has the two best 
five for threes, future perfect and GFI, that you really need future perfect especially costs no influence. You really need to have a good plan to set up a remote really early to mitigate the drawback that this has when it's in your centrals. And so I'm not certain that's what I mean in the sense that you really need to go aggressive. Sure, yeah, and I think that's why um, I've been enjoying it most as a one-of in the biotech deck because biotech does lend itself more to being aggressive because you can get that first Nisa out much easier than uh, any other deck can. Should we talk Excellent. about the next card? The next that's card so we have today is Voter Intimidation. Oh, hang on, sorry. I, I did want to mention the flavor of this. I'm not <laughs> sure if... It's Operation <laughs> Grey Ops Side. No, 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 no. Go, go back to improve protein source. Play only I'm if not, there's I'm... an agenda in the run of score area. You and the runner secretly spend zero, one, or two credits. Reveal spent credits. If you and the runner spend a different number of credits, trash one resource. What do we think about this card, guys? <laughs> well, Brian, I'm, I'm not going to let first. you first. Do you think the gentleman in this art discussion. has perhaps gone against the family? Because <laughs> you never go against the family. Contribution? Have you not seen The Godfather, Wolfie? No. Okay. Is it um, a okay. horse's head thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it the um, biroid? Do you think, that, do you think a biroid's yes, head is. is more distasteful than a horse's head? <laughs> yeah, um, probably. But anyway, I, I just want to mention on the flavor of improved protein sauce. <laughs> if any of our listeners have seen Snowpiercer, do you think that this is supposed to be a throwback to that scene in Snowpiercer where he realizes what the little blocks are made out of that they're fed at the back of the train? Because that's instantly what it reminded me of, and I think it is. Um, but I'm not exactly sure how that relates back to Jinteki. But uh, let me know what you think if you're a, a Snowpiercer viewer. Anyway, back to the flavor of voter intimidation. I, I, this is I think, obviously, I think a voter, to the Godfather. I think voter intimidation is pretty weak. Um, the the Godfather reference or the card? No, the Godfather reference is definitely solid. But I think the, yeah. the card is pretty weak. It asks a lot of you, like you, they have to have a resource which you want to trash, which admittedly isn't necessarily going to be that hard these days. Um, it asks you, like they have to have an agenda in the score area. Yes, like fan site or whatever counts as well if, if that's like an issue but that's not going to come up too much and then you have to play a side game and you have to win the side game and you have to pay one to play this card and just to trash one resource without having to tag them or something I guess is cool but it asks quite a bit of you to you know to want to do that like I, I can't think of too many decks that are def- definitely going to want this in there like um, so you can't kill their wild side at the start of the game which is a little annoying no. unless they've already stolen an agenda um, yeah or you've given them a shake you I guess but ignoring playing bad cards like just in a a regular game um they have to have already stolen agenda however compare it to snatch and grab which i think is very borderline playable um because it hits things like contacts this also hits something like contacts and wild side so it fills the sort of snatch and grab and elizabeth mills role it can also hit um solstice slums if that's something that you want to be doing Uh, but it does have that drawback that it can't do it very early in the game so I don't think it's going to see play over Elizabeth Mills or Snatch and Grab because I think those two are far more likely to do what you want when you want it. Um, whereas not only does this only work at a particular phase in the game, as you said, it's also got the Psy drawback, um, which is worse than the Trace or the having to draw your Elizabeth Mills without it being trashed, I think. But that's probably close. Yeah, I think it's actually not that bad. I have seen a list going around recently. Well, I say going around. I don't know if anyone's actually ever played it, but the idea to me of playing it in a personal evolution kind of kill-y deck, I think makes the... In order to snipe wild side, film, film critic especially, and other resources, because there are so many resources that give that deck problems, gives that deck problems, there are so no, many resources yeah. that give that deck problems, and I think that the it mitigates if you have you know lots of one and two pointers. It kind of mitigates the drawback, of the first drawback, and that deck can kind of keep operations in its hand for longer. I think because the run is usually more reluctant to run your centrals. Usually they decide whether they're going to run your remotes or your centrals, which means that you're not as likely to get imped. But that's not super huge I think that the main thing is that um, you're usually planning to take the game for many more turns after the runner scores the first agenda which means there's a large amount of time for this card to be good 
I agree with that. It seems like a, a good... Oh, um, the other thing I wanted to ask is, do you think the flavor of the Psy game and the credits that the Corp is spending is the amount of money they have to pay to buy the dead Byroid heads? Well, no. Like, I mean, just don't get me started on the flavor of Psy games outside of any card that is not Caprice Nisei, okay? And there's a lot of people with me on that one. It's just, it's just not good. Bad. The first NBN right, card. I won't get you started. <laughs> <laughs> the first NBN card is Harishandra Entertainment, where you're the star. Identity Division, deck 45, influence 17. If the runner is tagged, he or she plays with his or her grip revealed. Do you know what uh, I want? Uh, reality Television, out of India. How did you know? Uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's just what we do here. Um, <laughs> I think that any ID printed since the MWL has been out that has a higher than 15 influence, especially in NBN, gets an automatic sort of leg up. The question is, is this effect something that we want to try and exploit? Uh, I'm definitely all for when Damon's saying that he wants to turn tagging, uh, especially out of NBN, into some sort of different resource to give them different abilities, which doesn't make the uh, tagging just to kill you with meat damage the, uh, the most interesting or most effective play and I think this is probably a step in the right direction but is it is it worth playing over something like Near Earth Hub even though you've got the identical influence there Wolfie? Um, maybe I think it's actually a better comparison to Harpsichord or Sync where sure. the option like you're actually when you play those identities you're actually playing to tag them it's not just incidental like I know that some Near Earth Hub the, people do play Butcher Shop in Near Earth Hub which is a good choice but if you're not planning to kill them, if you're planning to play a kind of exchange of information-y um, resource manipulation game, then you're more likely to play those other two identities that I mentioned, um, especially since... Well, the, the only reason I directly compared it to Nero's Hub was because of the influence. Oh, yeah, sure, but the, I think that the main advantage this has on those other two identities is for the influence. I think that if you're planning to um, kind of... I think that the Near Earth Hub decks that are even planning to tag them really don't want to switch to this because of the advantage that the Near Earth Hub ability gives you in being able to find your combo pieces faster or your, your kill pieces or whatever you need really but the kind of sync decks that are maybe trying to play a longer game but might need more influence for something might switch to this although I think sync is fairly hmm the yeah, the question is, is the sync ability more relevant more of the time in that game plan than this is? Yeah, I would say maybe not. Sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah, I think I, there's probably a lot of value in, sorry to interrupt you there, Jesse, yeah. but just like the little things, like people often when they read this ability, they think, oh, wow, you have to get the run tagged, you have to get like the tag to stick there, and at that point, why don't you just kill them? But something like putting a data raven on the outside of a server, and just so when they take that tag, so you get to see their hand for that, that amount of time even when you score out a breaking news you still get to see their hand then it gives you just like tax on a peak effect onto all these cards that are already strong and widely played which i, I think, think is... that's a really good analysis brian and it yeah. it um what it means is that the only hidden information the runner has in the game is no longer guaranteed to be hidden which is underestimated as an effect by a lot of people i know when i'm playing runner one of the most powerful tools i have is to be able to hold back short gambles or hold back other things in my hand and even just the corp having that information can make a huge difference to them knowing whether they've got a scoring window or what they can do in the next couple of turns. The obvious other synergy is with things like Salem's Hospitality and meaning that you can be more sure to land your Salem's Hospitality on relevant things. Um, although I think it is harder to combo this card with relevant pieces in terms of Salem's Hospitality. I think that's probably really the only one. Um, I think that's probably less powerful than just using it as a sort of peak effect most of the time. Although if you were to build, I haven't tried this, but it's possible, I suppose, that you could have some sort of Mumbad City Hall-based Salem's Hospitality spam recursion deck. Um, although You'd love that too. I, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> although I think that having nothing else to really protect your assets and also reliably tagging them would be two challenges in that sort of deck. The other thing I wanted to mention is in your comparison with Near Earth Hub, the reason that I would be reluctant to play this over Near Earth Hub is if I was playing something like Astrobiotics. I mean, yes, you get that peak effect if you score your breaking news, but I think that's about it. Um, and you'd much prefer to get the draw from Near Earth Hub, so I think Near Earth Hub will still be the premier Astrobiotics identity. Um, in terms of Butcher Shop, 
it's going to be a question of whether getting those extra draws most turns is more valuable than that peak effect that you were talking about and the ability to if you mid-season them if that's the way that you're relying on killing them whether them playing with their grip revealed at that point and you knowing how many i've had worse they have is more valuable than the draw and i think that latter one is possibly more valuable because there are a lot of times where you have to sort of go for the kill and use your kill pieces not knowing whether they've got i've had worse and if you can know how many they have obviously you can make a more calculated judgment about that um whether the fact that you're not drawing those extra cards earlier in the game is too much of a loss remains to be seen but certainly going to be close i think the next mbn card is full immersion rex studio it's an asset facility res 2 trash 3 influence 4 full immersion rex studio can host up to two assets and or agendas the trash cost of Full Immersion Rex Studio is increased by three for each card hosting it. I read this card for the first time shortly before we started recording, and I had to ask Jesse what it did because I wasn't thinking properly. Uh, the best example you get, or the only example you gave me, Jesse, which is the only one I can think about now, is just putting a snare and an agenda in the same server, which seems pretty cool. What other really cool things can we do with this type of effect? Wolfie, where's your mind going? Uh, so there's a couple things I think of when I think of this. The first is that you can have Full Immersion Rec Studios on Full Immersion Rec Studios, which I'm sure there's something you can be able, you can do there, but I'm as of yet not sure what. And the other is that uh, I played the deck for maybe a week, which tried to put IT department on a world's plaza so you could host Museum of History and an agenda, <laughs> uh, not an agenda, and uh, an Adonis or some other economy asset. So each turn you would Museum of History something, so you would never deck. You would charge up your IT department, and you would gain some credits and, or, you know, do some other useful thing, and eventually your opponent would get bored and quit. But I think the kind of uh, bio-lock <laughs> bio deck has monopolized the make-your-opponent-get-bored-and-quit strategy, or have them read some book about a white whale, and so I'm not sure whether I'll continue with metaphor. that deck. But I do think that this kind of card actually gives that deck an advantage because you really do only need to keep one server but the disadvantage as with Worlds Plaza is that you need to have this card before the cards that you want to put on it which is fairly large and also the three traps cost four influence too yeah the four influence of course but I mean if you want to play this card then you can get it you know for its niche Mm. effect then you can get around the influence but you can't I think really get around the fact that you can tech start up for it What's up? You can tech start up for it. Yes, you can tech start up for it. That might be the best way to do it because it solves both of those problems, but tech start up kind of comes with its own issues. Mm. Um, but so just to clarify for our listeners, in that sort of deck, it would allow you to host your IT department on your X Studio in that server and then also be able to score out of that server, which means you don't have to develop another server to score. Is that the advantage that you're talking about? So that makes your scoring game plan significantly more reliable. Yes, it means that you can it, you can ideally do it within a reasonable amount of time and not wait for your opponent to draw their deck and have have to potentially, you know, protect both of your servers and also two remotes, which is just uh, excessive. Interesting. So we could see the return of the uh, Wilfie Horrig IT department deck. I hope so. What a Maybe time. That'd be great. once David rotates. Is that... That won't be for Yeah, you're right. Yet. Far out. Yeah. Yeah. Be for a little in while yet. 2025. Looking yeah, forward shit. to it. I am. What will happen in 2025, do you think? Will we still be playing Netrunner? Uh, we could be. Um, who Almost knows what the... Not. Who knows how the geopolitical <laughs> landscape will have changed. Maybe we'll be part of the Oceanic Union. Yeah. Oh, oh, maybe we out. can vote to secede. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> do it. <laughs> uh, the uh, next NBN card is Ibrahim Salem. He's an Asset Alliance character. Res 2, Trash 5, Influence 3. This card costs zero influence if you have six or more non-Alliance MBN cards in your deck. As an additional cost to Res Ibrahim Salem, forfeit an agenda. When your turn begins, name a card type, look at the runner's grip, and trash one card of the named type. Uh, so other than can, looking like the kind of guy in, who... Sorry, I was going to say, you can tune yeah, him yeah. with Mombat City Hall... Or with Executive Search Firm, because he's a character, so he can be tutored with Executive Search, right, search Firm, yeah. and he's Alliance, so he can tutor with Mervet City Hall. You can, also, you can also tutor him with uh, ex- Executive uh, Boot Camp. Boot Camp, yes, because yeah. he's an asset. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looks like the kind of guy who uh, would have to scrape 
brain bristle out of his boots. Yes. Uh, so he's right up my alley with his high trash cost and his... Uh, that, that hefty... Uh, one thing we haven't really discussed is that sort of Wayland sub-theme of forfeiting an agendas out of a faction like NBN. I suppose you can... Uh, you got more two for ones you, than anyone you, else. You do have more two yeah. for ones, but that means you have to play more two for ones if you're going to. Because you know, I mean, having multiple, uh, having three of breaking news isn't quite the same as having three of um, hostile takeovers. Yeah, but what if, if you, you know score your breaking news and then forfeit it to your Ibrahim Salem so the tags don't get removed? How sick is that? Is that how that works? Surely yeah. not. No, I don't think you've yeah, got a window to do it. It's not there anymore to trigger. Why, what? Why, of course, you have a window to do it. When your what turn you begins, name it. Oh, I see what you mean. Resin whenever you want. Yeah. Oh, the tag stick. Okay. Yeah. And you're playing. Um. And you and you're playing this out of uh, Harishandra Entertainment. Yeah. So you get to see their hand and then be like, yeah, bang, bang, bang. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wolfie, I don't is care this about the one point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually like the fact that these kind of like, you know, as you said before, these kind of do different things with tags because this, of course, really does go in a similar sort of resource manipulation deck. Um, has suddenly become good, or I don't know if it's suddenly become good, but it definitely has become good. And this card, where you get steady advantage every turn, and the advantage is fairly, like, consistent. I can't see very many situations where you would miss with it if it's yeah, on the even board. Even if you don't know what's in their hand, you can always take a stab, and you're yeah, like to get one of fairly, the cards, right? Yeah, fairly likely to hit if they're keeping their hand yeah. as high because they're worried about score, a potential but score. But it's only the first time, like, you, they reveal the hand, so you see it all. So the next, even if you whiff, like, next turn, unless they play all those cards you saw, you're pretty likely to get the next best one, right? And it can force the runner to play in some weird things. They're like, oh, well, shit, now's, now's, it's a bad tempo time for me to play out this particular card, but I also don't really want my opponent to trash it next turn, so yeah, I'm going to have to play it now. Yeah, got to get my breaker out there. Yeah. yeah because I'm playing criminal I have no recursion because we're the worst faction etc etc <laughs> yeah you know, so something like that compared to corporate town it has that advantage in that the runner can't really play around it by waiting to play their resources until they kill the corporate town but it's also much less powerful because you don't get to kill resources or you don't get to uh, drain the runner of resources that they've already invested into and so kind of I think it is comparable but that being able to snipe things with Corporate Town is really powerful, and this, I think, is a bit less powerful in most situations. But the fact that you don't have to... The fact that your agenda explicitly... Your 2-for-1 agenda explicitly synergizes with this, I think, is massive. Yeah. That it, it, it makes your 2-for-1 agenda yeah, we should actually far more powerful. Focus a bit more on, on that particular thing, because you did mention only briefly, Jesse. So what you're saying is you score your two for one and then before yep. the end of your turn res this so it goes away and yeah, therefore so your breaking news the, goes away yep. so the trigger won't be there so they keep the tags yep. there is no mention of this in the UFAC no that's definitely how it works we can imagine like, yeah, yeah it's I know, the same I as got, exchange yeah. of informationing it or oh, okay, sure, 24-7ing sure, sure. it alright yeah right same yep. deal yeah yep. cool, cool, cool. Um, the, the other thing in comparison to corporate town is that uh, this card Hits things other imagine, than resources. Well, yeah, I could, yeah, I could imagine as a runner finding this card more annoying than Corporate Town, and uh, Corporate Town already has a pretty big target on its back, and they have to go after it and presumably get through whatever ice you put in front of it. And fifty percent of the time, and, at least, and, you'll have a bad pub from hostile yeah, takeover. Yeah, um, and in this case, it's still a five trash cost. I really like this card a lot. I've decided just now. Yeah, and it's Alliance also. So yeah, if you can give play a other factions if that, you want, yeah. but. Um, <laughs> I think it is best in NBN because yeah. of that synergy with breaking news. Yes, I agree. Uh, the uh, last NBN card is uh, Navi, Navi, Navi? Navi, Navi Mumbai City Grid. Upgrade region res 2, trash 3, influence 2. <coughs> During a run on this server, the runner cannot use paid abilities on non-icebreaker cards. Limit one region per server. Uh, in the in the days, the heyday of Data Sucker, this would have been a much more interesting effect. Yes. Uh, what are we... What, what are uh, we this, stopping it with? This could go in your IT department <laughs> server. That is exactly oh, what yeah. I was going to say. Um, yeah. No more David. still doesn't protect your centrals from David, which is David. not... Yeah. like It's not just enough to have one server that the runner can't get into. I think we've all yeah. had to come to this realisation at some point in our network <laughs> careers that if you just have a server, do nothing but protect that server, be like, oh my god, this server's impenetrable, the runner will just run your other servers. Um, so what if you have three Navi Mumbai city grids, one in HQ, one in HQ, one in R&D, and one in your remote? Oh my god, I just can't even begin to fathom how amazing that would be. With a charged IT department. 
and your opponent's not even playing Anarch, and you're like, oh, I didn't need these three <laughs> slots and to spend that six influence. That sucks. Anyone can play David. Anyone can play David, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, it, it is very good against David, um, I think is what we're getting at here. Um, it shuts down David on a server where you are relying on a big piece of ice. I think the fact that they can still run your other servers is obviously a downside to any card that only works on a particular server. But I think this is one of the better region upgrades in the sense that its defensive ability is actually quite relevant. And the difference between them being able to use David on the ice that you specifically placed on what will generally, you'd assume, be a remote server um, for the purpose of keeping the runner out is a very big thing and it's something you also have control over because you're the one that chooses to place the ice and the Navi Mumbai city grid in that de- in that server um, and you're essentially upgrading the functionality of your ice by having this card in that server so I think it's quite good the problem again with any card like this in NBN is that NBN is the faction that has the least ice that is high strength that really cares about David if it was in Wayland I think it'd be a bit more interesting although any deck that's playing a remote focus plan in Wayland is already struggling for deck slots between the Scorched package and ice and defensive upgrades and economy operations, etc., etc. Um, so, or, as always, the problem for this sort of card is that it's another utility card that just slightly increases the functionality of your existing cards, which is not amazing. It's not as good as defensive upgrades like Caprice or Ash, and I think there is quite a high playability requirement for upgrades. So this may not quite get there, um, but certainly its ability is powerful in the times where it matters. The first Wayland card is Zealous Judge. It's an asset character, res 2, trash 2, influence 2. Zealous Judge can only be resed if the runner is tagged. It has the ability, click, pay one credit, give the runner one tag. And he looks like he's about to drop a sick beat. That's definitely what I'm going to say when I res this card in my Argus deck. Maybe he can team up with noise. Yeah. He's certainly oh, got the Elvis yeah. hairstyle going on, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's holding a microphone and he's yeah. like pointing, you know? Wow. Yeah, cool. Or is he a preacher? What's going on? I don't know. Anyway. He's, judge. Uh, he's doing it zealously. Yeah, like yeah, on he's, television. He's roaming around. He's just, oh, is he like yeah. a judge like on like like a real, like a Australian Idol type show? Hard to say, really. I don't know. He's tagging everybody. Anyway... Uh, Jesse, we spoke about this card a long time ago. It was spoiled, and you were quite excited for it. Has your opinion changed? No, I think it's got excellent synergy with a lot of the cards that I've been playing in the Argus builds. The How Is That Fair deck that we've been playing around with for quite a long time uh, goes very well with False Lead, which is something that I've put back into that deck. Yeah. Um, because it creates a situation... One of the problems with False Lead is that the runner can just run on their first and third click and then not be in danger of False Lead. Um, whereas if they run on their second click and something happens, then you forfeit the false lead afterwards. If they're on their first or third click, they have at least another click where you're not going to be able to use false lead because you can't false lead away one click. You can only do it if they have at least two left. Um, However, if you have Zealous Judge and they run, take a tag on their third click, you res the Zealous Judge, they can't both clear the tag and trash the judge. Um, So it creates a lot more situations where you can be guaranteed to kill them, which is really sweet. Which is good, yeah. It can be quite challenging to set up um, in a deck other than that Argus deck where you your remotes are so threatening that it is hard for them to run them all. Um, but if you do get into a situation where you've got a runner who's running everything or in any other deck where the runner is more likely to be running remotes, it is quite hard to set this card up. So I think it does work best in that sort of how is that fair or any other Argus shell. Um, but it certainly synergizes really well with Snare, synergizes really well with Data Raven and well with False Lead, as I just outlined. Um, and I think for that reason, it's going to be really, really useful. It also synergizes really, really well with Argus's ID ability because most people, probably 80% of the time at least, take, take the tag, the tag instead damage, of the meat yeah. damage. Um, and just being able to res the judge at, uh, in at that, that moment time. Yeah. is often just as relevant as that false lead situation because people just naturally against Argus often run on their third click knowing that they can clear the tag fourth click yeah. and this fulfills that same role there. Which is sweet. The next card is Election Day. It's an operation cost zero, influence two. Trash all cards in HQ to a minimum of one. Draw five cards. Wilfie, you know what I'm going to ask. Is this sufficient? Oh, uh, I actually didn't know what you were going to ask. But now oh, okay. that I know... Is it efficient? Yeah, it's just the kind of resource it trades 
trades one resource for another resource in a way that I'm not certain that you want to really do. Like, I'm like the best case for this card is where you can get your hand size down very low and then play it. So you're trashing ideally cards which are not relevant at that stage in the game, whether it be very early or very late. What I can't see in what sort of deck you would want if if you're trashing cards that if you're planning to do stuff very early that's cool but like you can't really do that like I think that's the best use for this deck in uh, some way you're trying to rush out um, like agendas very early or whatever by playing lots of operations some gear check ice but those kind of decks I think really rely on some operations which you want to keep in your hand like either you can't just solely plan to score seven points before the runner because runners have lots of tools a to stop the court from doing that and b to do it before you can so you need something like scorch to make that sort of strategy work and so this card really synergizes very poorly with that because you can't um you know if you trash your if you're keeping scorch in hand and scorch isn't good at this particular point you can't really election day in the hope of finding the combo cards with Scorch because you're discarding one of your combo pieces. I will note, however, that it is possibly good with Consulting Visit because I think it is good in narrow range of situations, but I just can't see those situations happening very much for it to be a, worth a slot in your deck. It also perhaps isn't always bad. Like if you flip that situation around and you've got one card left in hand that's not your Scorched, it's just like a Quandary or something, and they've already got the Kogate Breaker, this card can turn that quandary into five new cards, which could be some of your combo pieces. However, that's inconsistent. And what you want from a card like this is to give your deck more consistency. Um, so if you, those rush or aggressive or super modernism Wayland decks that use gear check ice to try and score out with the threat of Scorched Earth behind them, um, sometimes played anonymous tip or often played anonymous tip. And the difference between a draw three uh, which augments your existing hand always, which is a very consistent effect, compared to this, which can be up to a draw four, but is always going to get rid of your hand, which is sometimes going to be something you don't want to do, just adds an extra layer of inconsistency that makes the card a lot worse. I think, which is exactly the same as what you were saying, but just yeah. in a different way. Yeah. The next card speaks to me and, and anyone else who's ever got blood on their white space boots, am I right? Shout out. It's There's a lot of fanfic inspiration for you in this, in this <laughs> pack between Ibrahim and Sarah. Just, just gagging. Gagging for it. What were um, you saying, Wolfie? Oh, wait, no. Uh, I thought that red, like, door like thing is what you were yeah. talking about. But no, that's just a red door or something. Yeah, it's yeah. just like an alarm going off in the corridor, maybe. Uh, who knows what it could be, but yeah. perhaps I'll answer it in some upcoming fanfiction. Um, subcontract. Operation Grey Ops, cost zero, influence three. Play only if the runner is tagged. Play up to two operations from HQ, paying all costs, re resolving them one at a time. Obviously the go-to thing here for uh, Wayland players is you get to uh, scorch them in that window where you you know, maybe need to do something else before being able to play both your scorched back-to-back. -back. Uh, what other cool things can we do with this? Uh, so you can, you can see source scorch someone who's got a sports hopper and three cards in hand before they can crack the sports hopper. You can do the same thing uh, after yeah. see sourcing if they have four cards in hand before they crack the sports hopper. So proactively be cracking your sports hoppers, people, if you're up against a deck that could have subcontracts, but not if I'm playing it, because I want yeah. you to forget about that. Um, <laughs> the other cool thing you can do with this is get your combo off and consulting visit in the same turn, which I think is the most relevant and useful way to use this. Um, so you can tutor for your consulting visit with Mumbad City Hall. Um, if you've got two combo pieces in hand and a Mumbad City Hall on the table, you, this becomes another combo piece for you, essentially, which is kind of cool, and it's whichever one you want it to be. So you can Mumbad City Hall for the last combo piece, um, and then you can subcontract the two that you have in your hand for your three-card combo. Um, in your three clicks, despite the fact that the Mumbai City Hall consulting visit actually costs you two clicks, and you ordinarily wouldn't be able to do that. So that's kind of sweet. Um, but it also allows you to seesaw triple scorch people. So it has a lot of utility at helping that seesaw scorched earth combo overcome sports hopper, um, utilize consulting visit, and allow you to play three scorched earth after seesawing someone. Wolfie, any opinion? No, that seems fairly like what I was going to say, I think Consulting Visit is 
as with a lot of cards, I think Consulting Visit. I think Consulting Visit is really strong and like a lot of cards that have sort of niche effects, Consulting Visit really, really makes this card good. Alright, uh, DBATs may notice that I haven't actually raged at any cards in this pack over the last two episodes, and that's because I've bottled up all my rage and saved it for Merger, which is an agenda expansion advanced three, score two. Merger is worth one additional agenda point while in the runner's score area, and it has an influence. Before you oh, rage mate. too much, um, <laughs> I just want to point out that um, one of our most avid listeners, Kalimsha, um, has pointed out that he's found a use for this card, uh, which is to slot it into his Harmony Medtech deck, where he's only playing three twos, I think. Maybe he can only play three twos. But anyway, playing a lot of three twos. Um, and the fact that this is worth an additional point actually doesn't matter if you only have one of them. Uh, yeah. So there you go. There that's you go. That's a use cool. for one merger. Can, um, can but I rage now, now? Unleash your rage. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think this is probably the worst card printed in a really long time. I get that they don't want to put two more. Sorry, let me rephrase. I get that Lucas didn't want to put more three for twos into the game for whatever reason, so he felt he had to print one with a drawback. Having this drawback, which is like the opposite to Global Food Initiative, is supreme, supreme. And then adding the extra, like, insult to that being that you have to pay influence to have this terrible card in your deck is just bonkers. Now, a lot of people have said online that they think that this card is deserving of its double drawback um, because they think that it would put fast advanced decks to the next level. Obviously, if you could play an MBN fast advanced deck without having to find that 4 for 2 slot, which is currently used for Exploder Palooza or NAPD contracting, you can instead just play 3 mergers. That would be pretty cool. But the problem is it's you, that you're now creating a fast advanced deck where you're playing a bunch of 3 for 3s. Like, as far as you got five, you wouldn't put a 5 for 3 in your fast advanced deck. There's some fast advanced decks that play 5 for 3s and that 5 for 3 is Global Food Initiative and that's because it's not a 5 for 3 and you're also playing influence for this card in a, in a meta where uh, or in a game state where the MWL has also been introduced so influence is tighter than it has ever been so apart from that Kalimsha um, idea for his medtech deck which I'm, I'm sure is great and that's a cool niche case I just don't see myself playing this card ever for as long as I live uh, Wilfie what do you think? Uh, I think it's okay I mean I, I don't think it's especially good, but I think that what people say is that it's preparing for rotation, right? I think actually the card does have some chance of seeing play, but it's more likely that if three for twos aren't good, it's not. It's more likely that this card just will never not see any play because of how bad the drawback is. But if you really, really need a three for two and your your deck can't survive in any other way, I could actually see putting it in your deck, but. Mm. This might see a bit more play. Sorry? I was going to say, it might see a bit more play when all the 3 for 2s from the Genesis cycle rotate. Yes, that's what I mean. Only in that particular situation. But I think even in that situation, there are lots of good agendas that the fact that the agenda needs to be a 3 for 2 would have to be really super relevant to your game plan to cancel out the huge disadvantage of being worth the 3 points to the runner. Well, like, and what are some of those cards too... that we're talking about? Is it it's Brain Trust, which already doesn't see a lot of play because it's not that good. There's uh, Project Atlas, which uh, a lot of the time we still score as a four for two. Uh, and then there's uh, Beal and um, what's the other one? Vitruvius. Vitruvius. Uh, Vitruvius doesn't see as much play. Uh, either. I think Vitruvius and Beal have both seen. <laughs> but, but no, Beal's seen a, a lot of play. But, ton of but, but, play. Yeah, but Vitruvius doesn't see as much play as the core set three for two, which name accelerated. Accelerated better test. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying they still have the HP will still have access to that three for two. Sorry, Jesse, what were you going to say? I was going to say those decks will be a lot worse for not having Vitruvius. I mean, even any combined, even if it's a more mid rangey HB deck that has some fast advance potential, will generally play three beta test and one Vitruvius, and then um, Global Food Initiatives. Um, and all NBN Fast Advance decks will play three Astro and three Beal, or nearly all, all, all that I would play. Um, so, as Wolfie says, if you were wanting to play NBN Fast Advance post-rotation and there was no replacement three for two, you could possibly, if you really want to spend six influence on your three for twos, play this and Astro, and then another three on your San San. Although at that point, you'd question whether... Um, playing some other strategy with Jeeves, Neverlands, yeah, and 4 for 2s so. actually goes over the top of that, which it might, which well, is actually just, maybe good for the game. There's just so many situations when it happens a lot when you're playing a fast advanced deck, particularly, you know, 
near Earth have fast advance, right? Where a lot of your games will end when the runner's on, you know, between four and six points. And that's fine because you still win. But that just changes the variance that the runners just because the reason the runners on that many points is because your servers are so porous, so they access and they can steal agendas. So that if you just got an agenda in there that's worth a whole extra point, you could just lose a whole swathe of games just because you chose to play this card. Yeah, and to compare it to GFI, which you did earlier, um, one of the reasons GFI is so incredibly powerful is that you're playing 20 agenda points in your deck and the runner only has access to 17 if you're playing 3 global food initiative or 19 if you're playing 1, um, which is a massive swing, but also the number of agendas they need to score to win in a food codes deck, for example, that's playing all two pointers and then GFI, they need to score 4, you need to score 3. That is a huge difference, um, needing to score a whole other agenda, whereas this reverses that and the corp will generally need to score one more than the runner does if the runner steals at least one merger, which yeah. is and the a terrible is, reversal for and, the corp. And the corp is paying an influence for this privilege. Yeah, so the question yeah. it's essentially going to beg, which I think is a re, sort of another way of looking at the post-rotation vision that Wilfie had earlier, is are three for twos enough better than other agendas that it's worth playing them distri- despite the s- significant drawbacks on this card? Um, that remains to be seen, but I suspect that the answer is probably no. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? All good. Should All we right. have some final thoughts? Um, oh, no, I no. wish we didn't talk as much about flavor. You can cut that bit yeah. out if you like. That's a, no, it's okay. I'll keep I'm, it I'm glad we talked things. about flavor as much as we did. Yeah. Okay, it was well, really I guess great. maybe we'll talk about flavor halfway between what I want and what you want. The compromise <laughs> will still not be any. <laughs> Wait, that classic, classic divided by zero. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the no, I'm kidding. Reddit, please don't uh, send us hate mail. <laughs> we love flavor. Um, we love flavor. <laughs> uh, the other thing is, uh, this is the end of the cycle. Probably worth mentioning that. Um, we might next week or over the next couple of weeks do a bit of a cycle recap. I don't know. Have to, we haven't really talked about show. that, but yeah. <laughs> that'd be kind of sweet. I think moving into the next cycle. So um, yeah, we might take a look back at some of our favorite cards from the cycle. If you've got any ideas for uh, either things that you think have changed in the game since the start of this cycle that you'd think it'd be cool for us to chat about or any particular cards that you'd like us to talk about how they've impacted on the metagame or cards that you particularly enjoyed, check us an email or get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter and let us know. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, so if you do need to get in contact with, with us through any of those mediums, you can do so uh, with our email account, which is thewinningagenda@gmail.com. Twitter is at Winning Agenda, and our Facebook page is The Winning Agenda. So go check out all of those things if you haven't done so already. Uh, We will see you next Monday, guys. Thanks so much. See ya. Thanks. We've got to stop the standoff every week with you two. The Mexican standoff. (laughs) Jeez. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Thanks, everyone.